Welcome to the Beat from the True Wellness Center. I'm your host, Kelly Kennedy. And the Beats is truly from my heart to yours to help you empower and inspire you to learn how the body actually does work. I am bringing you my friends, my colleagues, the most incredible minds from around the world that I have been able to learn from. And I wanna share them all with you. So that's what the Beats is really about is teaching people what I've been able to learn about how the body works and trying to give that to you in a very simple and practical way to give you things to change your life because you got this. This is all about you and having the ability to heal your own body from within. And that's really my message is from my heart to yours. Welcome to the beats. Welcome to learning how your body works and welcome to opening your heart. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your time and your attention as we focus in on this week's episode of The Beats. So thank you so much and welcome back to The Beats from the True on the Center. I'm your host, Kelly Kennedy. And today I have a very, like, I feel like I've known her for 20 years because I've read her books for 20 years. And Kathy Shea is the expert when it comes to colon hydrotherapy. And we're going to dive deep into those subjects. And she's in Florida enjoying the warm weather today. We are recording this in February. So Kathy, thank you so much for taking your time away from that beautiful sun and sand and beach to spend some time with us unpacking colon hydrotherapy. Thank you, Kelly. I'm very honored and privileged to be invited. Um, I've been speaking around the world on this topic since I got licensed here in Florida, where we have a license for it only here in 1992. And we now have therapists, professionals practicing in 34 countries. So it is my fondest wish that we could continue to expand the knowledge. You know, it's all about education and learning. So I'm very happy to answer your questions and bust the myths around colonics. Yeah, that, and I just want to share with everybody who's been listening to the podcast for some time. We're well into the 90 some episodes. And for those of you who know my story that you know, I got educated, if you will, in regards to bioregulatory medicine about 16, 17 years ago, primarily the primary teacher at that point for me was Dr. Thomas Rao. And that is how Kathy and I are connected is through Dr. Thomas Rao's work. And she was, um, that's when I first, you wrote this book. I feel like I've had these books forever. How long ago did you write this book on colon hydrotherapy? I wrote that book about 10 years ago with my husband, Dr. Michael Shea, doing all the research, which is why it's so heavy, because PhD means piled high and deep. <laughs> and he's a researcher, so he brought forth all the references. There's over 300 references in that book. Yeah. Colon hydrotherapy is dated back to 1500 BC. Of course, it wasn't called that. But that's where the words enema came from and clister came from. And of course, it evolved through the years. Colon hydrotherapy devices, like the one we use right here in this office, closed system, used to be in all the hospitals, in the homeopathic hospitals in our country before the AMA took over and closed them down. So when you say it dates back to 1500, the 1500s, it wasn't called then. Tell us a little bit about that history, and then I'll, I will go into how you got started into colon hydrotherapy, and then we'll unpack the word a little bit, because I've been miscalling it for years, and I, it's an important distinction to make. But 1500s, like, 
long time ago. Long it's a time long ago. time ago for our country. Anyway, it was a long time ago. So tell us about how that came to be. Well, Hippocrates has been quoted many times, you know, like food be your medicine, medicine be your food. And he also, you know, spoke very openly in his readings. If you want to look back to the Essene Gospels and, you know, early, early writings, even before 1500 BC, talk about the, the gentle cleansing. They filled gourds with water and bladders, you know, from animals with water and, and did cleanse. They, they use reeds from the, the marshland, you know, to make little sticks to go into the rectum. Uh, some of the royalty, Louis the, Louis the 10th, Louis the 8th, Louis the 12th, they all had meetings while they were having enemas because it brought enlightenment. So you had all these extremes. You had these women who understood in the ancient times that the seasonal changes required us to do something different. And cleansing was always part of spring equinox and autumn equinox. So it was very much a seasonal thing. And these people were migratory, so they, you know, were Bedouins, they went around, they were vagabonds, they went around to find their water, to find their, their nourishment, because they knew they couldn't survive without water and plants and sunshine, and all the things that we're trying to get back to in our modern age of being in air conditioning spaces looking at technology. So when we studied on the Navajo reservation, they were doing cleansing ceremonies and it was fascinating to us to learn that the medicine man, John Nelson, God bless him, he's in heaven now, along with Ruby, his wife, they would bring these people into their home and put them on a rug. And the first thing they did was splash water on them. And he always said the same prayer, may this person be connected to the, reconnected to the natural world. So very much of what's going on today with the earthing and the you know, walk, getting barefoot on the sand, which I do every day or on the grass or wherever, maybe on the snow, if you're in Sweden, it's okay. They roll in the snow. <laughs> so hydrotherapy refers to the ancient sciences that relate to the use of water and the change of temperature for a therapeutic effect. So they found if you put your hands in warm water, you, you got one effect. If you put your feet in cold water, it took the headache away, you know? And they did this all by exploration. So when we travel the world, we always look for the thermal baths, the outdoor hot springs, because there's always a cold river that is at the bottom of the, of the waterfall and the heat pools that are all the way down. My favorite one is in Italy, but that's another story. So they would go from the hot to the cold to the hot to the cold to create vasodilation and vasoconstriction and vasodilation and increased circulation. And, you know, they didn't have the drugs. They, but they knew which plant and they knew how much and they, they knew what water and they, they knew that gentle routine cleansing was part of their lifestyle. And I would propose that it must become part of ours in this toxic world. Oh, Kathy, that was beautiful. I mean, so well orchestrated from beginning to end in regards to, you know, we, we know this, right? We've talked about this so much on the podcast that this ancient wisdom that has been around about how the body really works, there have been plights, theories, however you want it, monetary attachment 
uh, goal-oriented um, disruptions to this connection of you, that you speak, that we are for real healing, what we're supposed to do is reconnect to the organism, to the planet, because we forget, right? And now we've got people like Wim Hof and you know um, James Nestor teaching about breath work, that how important breath is and how important light is through all the light, you know, the generations of people that are now, especially in Germany, right, that have studied light therapy and, oh, wow, maybe Tesla had it right in the 1800s, but go back even farther and 1500s and they were like, okay, it's water and it's light and it's outside and it's grounding. And, you know, this is not new information. And this is, as Kathy said, we work, we're organisms and we live in seasons and there's things that should naturally occur but we forget about it as we live in our nice comfy homes and our air conditioning and our central air and nice warm showers and all those things that cause us to live in comfort versus discomfort. And, and colon hydrotherapy for me represented discomfort, honestly, when I first heard about it. And, and, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit, but how did you, so through all that, Mm-hmm. Did you just like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a <laughs> therapist. Like, I just, I can't wait to help people overcome that obstacle. Oh, wow. Sure, well, that was that's... a direct line. <laughs> well, that's always my opening line when I do any kind of public speaking. How does a girl from Pittsburgh, you know, end up being a world-class teacher of colon hydrotherapy and gentle cleansing? And I tell everyone I was, I was born in the, you know, mid-50s and... This is before disposable diapers. I'm number seven of 10 children. When number 10 was born, my baby brother, I was six years old and I was changing diapers and putting them in a bucket, you know, so my older brother could take them down to the basement. And of course they were cloth diapers. So I had very early training with the whole caca thing, which was no problem in my house. 12 people, one toilet, and there was no shame. So what I want to be able to speak about regarding colon hydrotherapy and the the modern version is the cultural overlay that I hear and see every single day called toilet shame, you know, toilet training abuse. It's it's amazing the stories that I'm hearing because even a two-year-old will remember that kind of punishment and then the pain and punishment get related to going to the bathroom which means they have to hold it. So we have a whole culture of people who may or may not remember because it could still be in the unconscious, their denial of their body's natural function. Mm. And this body denial is so prevalent in the culture today, especially because of all the distractions that we have. I mean, I have people who come to me, pay me $250 for a colon hydrotherapy session as I do coaching and consult and colonics all in one. And they tell me things like, I'm too busy to go to the bathroom. I'm too busy to cook. We're just doing takeout. And then they wonder why they have all these problems. So a big part of what I teach people, aside from this whole digestive tube from mouth to anus, which is almost 30 feet long in the adult, the average adult, which most people don't know, What I want them to understand more than anything is their gut brain, head brain connection. We have a separate nervous system that is in the gut. It's called the enteric nervous system. 
Everybody's heard of enteric coated capsules, right? So they know what I mean by enteric. This is an independent nervous system. It's separate from the head brain and it links through to the head brain up this one incredible nerve called the vagus nerve. And it's like a super highway for signaling because 80% of the neurological information comes upward from the gut to the head brain, only 20% going down. Yes, yeah, so let's look at 80%, 80 of the communication in your body. It's telling you whether you're safe or not, whether you're hungry or not, whether you're sleepy or not. Did you know that 90 to 95% of your serotonin is made in your gut? That's why when you take these, you know, Zoloft and Prozac, the first thing you get are gut symptoms. You know, you're trying to work with your mood when the problem's in your gut. It's not this brain, it's this brain down here in the gut. So this vagus nerve is fascinating. And my husband brought me another new piece of research. We've been studying it for many, many years. We credit Stephen Porges, P-O-R-G-E-S. He's our good friend, PhD. It provides us, he has polyvagal theory books, polyvagal and safety books. I mean, he's- I'm actually he's just reading that right now. Oh, I'd love to interview him on one of my podcasts, please. We can make that happen. We can make I, that happen. I would love that. It's so it's, it's like, I hadn't read it in, I don't know, a decade or more. So I was like, you know what? I think I just I need to pick that up again. And it's like, gosh, I, I'm rereading it for the first time. Like, because I know so much more about the nervous system now and, and understanding fascia, because I'm a fascia like, like I went from lymph to fascia. Like we just aren't studying these things enough. So anyway, go ahead. So Stephen is a brilliant. So Stephen is really, he's dissecting this whole polyvagal theory, which is a whole nother conversation, another podcast, definitely with him. Yeah. But what I want that I want the people to hear with this podcast is that it's your bacteria and your microbial activity in your gut that is controlling those signals from the gut brain up to the head brain because the bacteria carry an electrical charge. And when I learned about this, I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. If, if they're doing the recon, so to speak, you know, to get the signal up there, how is that happening? So they, they carry an electrical charge and they spark the moods and emotions, they spark your hunger and satiation, or have I eaten enough? And if, by the way, that takes 20 or 30 minutes. So that's signal to get up there. So people who eat really fast overeat. And they're usually obese because they're not getting enough time for that signal to tell the head brain, okay, you've had enough. The leptin doesn't, doesn't come in. And it's the bacteria and the microbes, just to reiterate, that are, are, are sending that signal to the brain in the head. Correct. And the bacteria is only one of those microbes. So we have whole colonies of microbes. And I, I refer back to Zach Bush, MD. He's a great resource around this because we all have viruses, fungi, bacteria, parasites, all kinds of microbial activity happening. He calls it you know, as guests in the microbial world, it's on your skin, it's on your eyelids, it's in your ears, it's up your nose, it's in your lungs, it's in your vagina, it's all over and in and out. 
and it it actually outnumbers human cells by over a hundred to one. So we're just a bag of bugs, and we simply cannot sanitize ourselves away from any of this. So I don't use sanitizers on my hands. You know, I don't use all this spray in the rooms. You know, it's this whole thing where you know I can't touch the shopping cart in the grocery store. Well, you better touch that shopping cart because we have to live in harmony with all of these microbes in order to survive. And if colon hydrotherapy washed all of that out of our colon, I would have been dead a long, 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 long time ago. And it would never have gotten a license in Florida since 1948 when the law was enacted. So one so, of the myths is, this is washing out the, the friendly bacteria. So this is a myth that I would love to unpack because I've definitely heard that as well, that you, know, you don't want to overdo hydrocolon therapy because you can wipe all your flora out. So how does the body make a distinction when you're using water? Well, this is part of the beauty of our uh, brilliance of our bodies. And I love Zach Bush talking about this. You know, our bodies are perfect. They know exactly what to do. And Dr. Rao as well, he's got colonic machines and all of his Swiss uh, clinics. He was the first medical doctor I ever heard of that was using clocks. And I asked him this question. I said, Thomas, how do I answer this question? And he said, Tati, this is ignorance. These people don't understand. They must weed the garden so the flowers will grow. You do a very good, Thomas, Kathy. That was very good. 20 years I'm sitting at the master's feet. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's continuing to show me new things, new ways, new understandings with simple metaphors, simple metaphors. You wouldn't, spring is coming next month. We're almost exactly a month away from spring equinoxes. The soil is still frozen in Pittsburgh where I grew up, but in the Southern states, it's starting to thaw and seeds are germinating and weeds are growing. You would not go out there in your garden in the spring and plant new seedlings and new plants without first weeding the garden. Mm. So we're back to the original conversation that we started this lecture with, natural cycle and listening to the call of nature. You have, we have got to be able to increase the somatic awareness. This is, I think, the most important thing I can teach people. When I ask people, what are you sensing? And they tell me nothing. I'm thinking, really, you don't sense this tube that's in your rectum? You don't sense any bubbling going on in your belly? You don't sense the warmth of the water circulating in your rectum? You don't sense the pillow behind your head that's soft? So we train people in the language of sensation because that's what's been denied with all the technology. They just stuck on an iPad, iPhone, computer, whatever. And they don't even know they have to go to the bathroom. They've turned off the sensory signaling. So a big part of what we do with colon hydrotherapy, aside from weeding the garden, is we help them reconnect, reconnect to the physical senses. We help them understand what it feels like to be in a relaxed state. I have people say, I don't, I don't know how to relax. If I'm on an airplane and I've got, I've got a book in front of me and people looking over and say, oh, you're reading something interesting. What do you do? I teach people how to relax because you cannot release on the cold with the colon 
until you relax. It's that simple. You cannot, that, that vagus nerve rules your digestion and your eliminative function. So if there's not a relaxation response, there's not gonna be a, a, a good bowel movement. You which can't push is, it out. Which is what we're talking about, the parasympathetic system, right? Which is what the vagal tone and the vagus nerve stimulate, which just follow the track of the wording. It stimulates the parasympathetic system, which allows you to relax. It's a stimulation exactly. to relax. Exactly. So, it's, the, it's the main nerve, cranial 10, of the parasympathetic branches that help you sleep, digest your food, create serotonin, a happy hormone, and certainly go to the bathroom. And when we did a podcast with uh, Jody Cohn from Vibrant Boone Oils, and she has a parasympathetic oil, we were rubbing it on the vagal nerve because she notices that that gets the most people the most parasympathetic. This is the point of the flow prezo to get people in the parasympathetic. This is what Ayn and I have done for 20 years because the biggest lesson we got from Dr. Thomas Rao was you got to get somebody in the receptive mode. They've got to be in an ability to receive the therapy, which means they have to be in the parasympathetic before you, they will take anything out. You got to get them out of that sympathetic tone because they're not receiving any information otherwise. And this is huge. And that being said, when, when I heard about all this from Dr. Rao in that first, I heard about the amalgam fillings. I heard about the cavitations. I heard about hydrocone therapy. And, you know, I, that a lot of that was brand new for me. And I am a jump in with both feet kind of gal. And I had my appointment with my amalgam remediation, my cavitational surgery within two weeks, my hydrocone therapy two years it took me to get there two years and i wouldn't ever ask a client to do something i hadn't done so in those first two years we didn't ask anybody to do it and it actually got to the point where i had to ask a client and i was like i can't really ask them to do it till i know what it's been what it is and the emotions that mm -hmm. came up for me were ridiculous and mm -hmm. you know my husband does a lot of emotional work so he was able to help me through it but when i got there to the place, this woman had been a nurse for 45 years or something. She'd been doing colon hydrotherapy for 20. She's very well-versed in it, very lovely woman. Mm -hmm. I laid on the table and she allowed me to cry and she held me and she made me feel safe until I was ready. It was probably a 30 minute experience before I was able to enter, to insert the tube. And if you could talk about that and the shaming that you talk about, the societal shame, because mm -hmm. I firmly believe it had a lot to do with my, my Catholic upbringing, much like it had to do with how long it took me to actually have an orgasm with another person because mm -hmm. I was sexually shamed as well. And I just, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really hoping my mother doesn't listen to this particular episode. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and I really honor you and the intimacy that you're sharing because this is something I hold in my heart for you and for so many people, including men. Who have come into my practice and have been abused more ways than one. That's a whole nother book that I don't have the courage to write at this point, but someday I guess I will because it's a huge, huge piece. The vagus nerve, let me just back up a little bit and, and define sympathetic and parasympathetic for the audience because they may not know. So just to make it simple, your sympathetic nervous system branch is all about fight or flight, activity, stress response, reaction, and yeah, you better be able to put your foot on that brake if somebody pulls out in front of you. So it, it's not always bad. The problem is most people are in a place of stuckness in this fight or flight place 
because especially now, BC, because of COVID, they have all this unrealistic fear. Okay, it's, it's really amazing what people are believing. And, and I'm helping people understand the truth where they can get it. It's not on mainstream media. And I, God bless you, Kelly, for bringing this forward. So that's sympathetic. We have a whole contemporary population walking around, looking over their shoulders. Don't touch anything. I hear people with their kids, you know, all this tension. And this is really, really the pandemic feel. Parasympathetic is the opposite activity. It's your relaxation response. It's your ability to be able to sit quietly in silence and stillness and close your eyes and just notice your breathing in your belly. This is the practice for promoting vagal tone, bringing up that relaxation response. It also rules your digestion, as I said earlier, and it's directly linked to your sexual pleasure. God bless Betty Dodson, she's in heaven now died over 90, she was over 90 years old. She was a sex educator, global sex educator, wrote many books, including Sex for One, teaching women how to find their clitoris, how to, how to masturbate, how to find pleasure in their own bodies, ask for that in their relationships with their partners. So this vagus nerve is all about feeling safe and the parasympathetic feeling of relaxation, being able to just exhale. So we tell people, don't eat when you're upset. Drink warm tea, have a little bowl of soup. Don't eat if you've got somebody in front of you who's screaming and yelling. Don't eat with media. It's not going to help you digest. Don't eat with anybody you don't like. Just go off on your own somewhere and sit down quietly under a tree or in a cafe or wherever you have to go to relax yourself to find nutrition because otherwise you're not going to be able to digest it. Now we have reflux, we have all these other things happening. So the vagus nerve and safety is not just about physical safety. When someone's on my table and they're afraid of this speculum going in their bottom, which is usually smaller than their bowel movement pieces, but it's just this thing going in, right? Expectation and all the things that lead up to you don't put anything up your butt, like, right? Exactly. That's a one-way exit, Kathy Shea. <laughs> For all the gay lot. men are saying, no, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> all the men in general, actually, because the G-spot is up the anus, in case any of you women were wondering, that's where it is for the men. And that's, so, a whole nother, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's a whole other course is what that is. That's beyond yeah. a podcast. And what you spoke about, Kelly, is so touching to me because we're not just talking about physical safety here. Right. mental, emotional, spiritual safety. If I get someone in here who's really tense and frightened, yes, the essential oils are wonderful. Maybe some reflexology points on their toes, feet, maybe just chatting about you know, their fear and worry, getting the worry away. But more importantly, I can let them insert this themselves with my help and giving them that power, that control over the process has made a huge difference. And it's actually one of our certification guidelines in states where there are no licenses. So Florida has a license in massage and colonics. All the other states, well, let's say many of the other states have no regulation whatsoever, but there's a national board certification that we're promoting now and I'm teaching now that's coming forward for these other states so they can bring that regulation in and we can know that people are properly trained so it is safe. This is the most important thing. 
Yeah, and I really, you know, so many of you know that I work as an unlicensed practitioner for many years, and I've recently gained my massage license so that I could help teach the body work that I've been doing for years and help train other people to get it. But you have to be licensed and certified. And and what I came to realize through that process, first of all, my body mechanics and what I learned increased my body work a hundredfold. I literally said to my teacher, Jim, I was like, man, I should have come to massage school 30 years ago. Like this, that was dumb. <laughs> and then the other side of the equation was just the body of knowledge, right? And one of the things that uh, Desiree Despong, who was the trainer for me in the lymphatic world, and I discussed so much was that originally when we took a lot of these lymphatic classes, anybody could take them. And it was like, I was in a class with somebody that asked where their second liver was. And I was like, what? Now I personally have been well-trained and I went to, you know, undergraduate Cornell and I have a degree in biology. And then I studied with Thomas for 20 years amongst many other things, but, you know, so I, I have a good body of knowledge, but it, it, there is a point where I have to agree. And that's why we're creating certifications in bioregulatory medicine here in the United States, because as Kathy and I have mentioned, a lot of people have taken classes. It doesn't mean they have an expertise in it. And it's important to distinguish that. So you know what your expectation is of not only what knowledge and assistance in consulting you're going to get from that practitioner, but also, you know, what is the safety? I mean, somebody's inserting something and you want to make sure it's sterile and clean. And that, as Kathy said, you feel very safe. This particular one that I went to, she did it out of her home, but she had a, a separate entrance and that kind of thing. And she, as I said, was a nurse for many years. Good. And I love Good. her. And I think she's probably passed at this point. I mean, mm -hmm. she was well into her seventies, dyed purple hair, cats, which I don't really like cats. She had cats in her home. And so it wasn't like, like when I would send clients there, I'm like, let me just give you, you know, like there's a lot that I, I, I got to disclose before I get but she's really great. She's really sensitive. She's very sweet, but it wasn't a clinical setting by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. And so now the place we send people is more of a clinic. Well, there's like three in this area. That's more of a clinical setting. Well, is a clinical setting. And I have received a lot of feedback that I don't get as much resistance just based upon the setting because they think it's more legitimate because it's in an office and not in somebody's house with their cats walking by me while I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, dear so, Lord. You know, and that's really the legitimacy of our industry, right? Like, you know, a lot of us are just a bunch of cowboys or cowgirls that we're <laughs> like, hey, I need to figure out how my body works. I need to help others do it. And I'm going to do it regardless of what license I have or have not. And I'm going to continue to move forward. But there is a line in the sand that I do think is important um, in certain fields of expertise. Yes. And I'm happy to report that I have a huge trend that has taken shape in the last five years, particularly since BC. And the trend is more doctors and more nurses are coming my way because they're all saying the same thing with my first interview. Kathy, I didn't sign up for this. I did not sign up to be regulated by an insurance company to tell me what I can and cannot do for a patient. I did not sign up for the fact that I can't do my physical therapy on this person because their insurance has expired and I'm in a nursing home and they cannot walk. And their hearts are breaking because they're bona fide born healers. I believe we all have that capacity. Some of us express it in you know, 
bigger ways, smaller ways, but anybody that's ever looked in anybody's eyes and seen love or held a baby or whatever, we all have that heart-centered peace, that heart-centered capacity that we want to grow more and more. And these people have gone on to get these huge credentials and they're now opening wellness centers by the droves all over the country. Many of them you know, are, are totally walking away from the insurance debacle and it's cash pay. So, and they're doing community service on a slight scale for those who can't afford the, the full fee. I mean, there's barter going on. These are very, very dedicated healers with medical degrees, way above me. And I tell everybody, I teach these courses because I wanna learn. We're all teachers, we're all students. Everybody who has ever come into this treatment room in this school has brought me something. I have notebooks filled with notes from other people. So the trend with colon hydrotherapy doesn't surprise me at all because when COVID had hit, there was a, a consciousness raising that happened. More people just started paying attention to their health. And for that, I'm grateful. Me too. And one of the things they started doing was looking for ways to clean up their act. Mm -hmm. you, you can't be drinking and drugging and eating sugar and you know partying all the time and still maintain what I would call a healthy lifestyle. And you can't buy your health. We've seen a lot of famous people die over the last 10 years. With all the money in the world, they couldn't save themselves. And Thomas Rouse said it so well. They die of diseases of excess. Hmm. So this cleansing possibility has to be taken on with a professional, with a coach of some kind, like myself, like this elder woman that you went to, Kelly, somebody who knows the ropes. You cannot do this in a dramatic way. It's not a hardcore fast. Somebody stops eating and just drinks water, they're gonna end up in the hospital because the toxic load, as Thomas would call it, is so great these days. And who needs colon hydrotherapy? I go to the bathroom every day. Well, Thomas says it very well. If you eat and drink and breathe, you're a processing toxin. Who do you know that's never had an antibiotic? It's stuck in your liver. Who do you know that's never taken an antihistamine? It's stuck in your liver. So if you go and buy yeah, Dr. You haven't and you drink tap water, you have. Polluted. So people, what's happening is people are running out, buying these books on cleansing, Dr. Moritz's liver cleanse, and they're getting sick as dogs. And they're saying, I, don't, I, I didn't need to do this. I'm sicker than ever. Well, they're sicker than ever because they didn't know how to prepare. They didn't have anybody to coach them through that. And they didn't know how to come out of it. A, a, a healthy fast can take 10 to 15 days. And I'm talking about a really gentle, gentle thing with just smoothies, herbal teas, pureed soups. This is what I actually serve when people are here taking the course. I take them through the three-day colonic, but they're supposed to do a week of vegan before they get here and a week of vegan when they leave. Because Dr. Ross says it very clearly. And it's in his book, the Swiss, the Swiss Secret. All the recipes are right there. He made it so simple, yeah. but it, it means you have to go in and take the entire kitchen apart in most people's house. So I caution them, buy the mason jars, put carrots in one, cucumbers in another, <laughs> celery sticks in the other, and just start leaving those in the refrigerator and stop buying the ice cream. 
Start with one thing. Make one small change. Don't throw it all out. It's too hard too fast. It doesn't make long-standing changes. We know from coaching that you make one change, you make that easy for the body, then you make the next change. You make that easy for the body, then you make the next change. And especially your family, you don't want a mutiny. You know. Oh yeah, trust me. Throwing yeah. out the microwave and you know, I'm never eating non-organic food ever again. And I mean, <laughs> when I first learned about, I, I went crazy with what we call the Dr. Rouseway, right? There's a website actually called drrouseway.com. Mm-hmm. And I learned about how he wanted us to eat. And I was like, okay, so it's not, it's not a Bible. It's a guideline, but I followed it like a Bible. And I was like, okay, we're blood blood type A's. We're total vegans, no cow dairy, only vegetables. And by the next session we showed up and two of the docs that were teaching for Thomas came up to Ian and asked him if he had cancer because he looked so ill. Oh, because I had swung the pendulum from this guy that was eating meat five, six times a week to hadn't had meat in like seven or eight weeks. And he was like emaciated and like his body was eating his own protein. And I was causing an acidic ketonic ketoacidic situation and probably almost killed him. So I learned through that, like it didn't do that to me, but I had been a vegetarian for 10 years prior to that. Like I what I call, I'm a reluctant carnivore. I eat it because I know it's healthy for me. I mm. eat it sometimes, I eat it all the time. Mm. And I prefer lighter meats and fishes than I do the heavy meats, but I'm in blood type A and that makes sense. Ian's very different. He trained his body very differently. And so mm. I learned that it was a guideline, but it was like, I had to learn about not swinging the pendulum so hard because you're, it takes, you know, when I didn't eat meat for 10 years and then I started to, my body didn't have the bacteria in the floor to break that down at first. It took some time. Mm-hmm. And the acid in the stomach is what primarily breaks it down. Right. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of bacteria in the stomach unless you have low acid, and then you get the H. pylori, and that's a whole nother podcast. But you mentioned the pH, and this is a big, big thing in Swiss biological medicine. Thank you, Thomas Rao. I check my urine every morning. If you are concerned about where you are on the health pendulum that, that Kelly's talking about, get some pH paper. You can actually get it at a pet shop if they or an aquarium shop or get it on Amazon or wherever you get your, your thing. The pH paper you're looking for is between 5.5 and 8.0. And you can urinate on this little piece, little strip, and you want to be green like the grass. That's the best guideline I can give people. If you're too yellow, it's because you're acidic. Disease can only thrive in an acidic body. People who come to Thomas Rouse Clinic with all these cancers and neurological problems and MS and Lyme's disease and you name it, he can help you. Because the first thing he does is give you colonics and alkalize you. And so handle if, your dental piece. You, well, that has to happen. That's along with part of it because colonics is about the drainage, right? And that's what Thomas teaches us. You got to drain that extracellular matrix and you think you're pooping now, go get colon hydrotherapy and see what poop is really about. Well, and he saved my life. I had a mouthful of mercury fillings and, you know, went from every day from the school to the dental chair. By the time I was 16, I mean, I was already having doubled over painful periods. And of course the ultimate crush for me was a, diagnosis of infertility because I was swallowing all that and there was no way to get pregnant my body was so toxic there would be no way to hold a fetus in my body 
It was devastating for me, devastating for me. And now I realize what God had planned. <laughs> I don't have any of my own birth children, but I've got thousands of babies all over the world. <laughs> and so that's how you got into biological medicine was through infertility. No, that was actually uh, the, re that was actually what came of my exploration. Yeah. Oh, so how did I you got, get introduced to all of this? I'm so curious. Well, because your I, husband's a standard medical doctor, correct? No, he's PhD. Oh, PhD, pilotology. He right. has a PhD in somatic psychology. You can go to shayhart.com to learn more about okay. my son. He's quite a guy. We're married 32 years this year and still having fun. And what happened for me was I developed so many symptoms that the medical world labeled me hypochondriacal. And you're married to a somatic psychologist. And I'm married to a somatic psychologist, right? Because what, what ended up happening was after going from one doctor to another and all being, being told the same thing, you need, a, you need a psychiatrist. This is all in your head. I finally found a naturopath who was a chiropractor who did applied kinesiology, muscle testing. And the first thing he did was look in my mouth and he said, Oh. The medical people were right. It is all in your head, but it's in your teeth. Oh, good for him and you. I'm telling you, that, you, this was my Dr. Phil. Yeah. So I worked with Dr. Phil, who had colonics in his office here in Florida. I had two colonics a week for six weeks, two days in a row. It was not an easy six weeks, I will tell you. But every day I lost a symptom. Every week I felt better. And finally, after the sixth week, I found my joy. My gut brain, head brain signal was finally back because what you described earlier in your intimate sharing and what I see so often, the vagus nerve track has a direct connection to the emotional centers called the limbic system. So it makes perfect sense when people say, I have a gut feeling. This is not just some woo-woo new age thing. These feelings we get in our gut always tell us the truth it, it, but we have not been trained to understand and, and follow our instinctual nature that's our instinctual nature but if we were trained in a tribe in the woods somewhere <laughs> we'd have more of that you know we're trained to think our way through it and what to think not how to think or how to sense so the senses of the body are what are really informing the next step that we must take and that's a learned behavior just like wiping your bottom just like riding a bicycle, driving a car, having good sex. It's, it's all learned behavior. So when my students come here, Kelly, and I can end this conversation with my philosophy, I want people to leave here thinking of themselves primarily as educators because people are dying from lack of knowledge. And this is where what you're doing, Kelly, is so admirable. And I give you so many kudos for what you've done to get good information out, valuable information out, important information out to the public in large, large numbers. And I'm extremely honored to be part of this, this team with you because I believe in divine order and divine timing. And now is the time. Yeah, and, and thank you for saying that, Kathy. You know, this podcast has been a labor of love for us because I know that I'm an educator at heart and 
what I really wanted people to get. And I love all the medicine that Thomas has taught us on the physical plane and the neural therapies and, and, and not just Thomas, but I want to give homage to Byron Braid and, you know, Christine Schaffner and so many of my teachers throughout the years, my husband included. Good. And, and the physical medicine is amazing. The neural therapy, the IVs, you know, hydrocolon therapy, all colon hydrotherapy, all of it's super important. And the reality is that love heals and the story and, and connection is what this pandemic has really caused is a lack of connection. And, and we need to educate people about that connection. As you had mentioned, Dr. Zach Bush talking about expanding our microbiome by hugging seven people a day. That was one of his first piece of advice when COVID hit was hug a minimum of seven people a day. So you're expanding your microbiome. And I think that everything we've talked about today is hopefully opening people's eyes in regards to, oh, so this isn't something I should be shamed about. I should talk about my poop at my sex. And Mm -hmm. wow, maybe there's some emotional components that are causing me to not feel uh, worthy of having that kind of therapy or worthy of having a bowel movement. And maybe I need to have more body awareness. So I know when I actually have to poop and then honor that by going poop, no matter where you are or pee or anything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, body awareness is something we teach as well with flow prezzo to get people sunk into reconnecting, reminding themselves that we are all goddesses and gods within, and that, you know, the healing comes from within and, and we are seasonal organisms that have to do our proper cleansing. And, you know, it's just, it's, you've really, what I thought I was going to do that we never did, but I would highly recommend if you want to know more about colon hydrotherapy, that you get the Shays books, Kathy and Michael Shays book. Um, there's just to give you a sense of the subjects that they cover, because this is what I thought I was going to do is just kind of go through each chapter. There's like 14 chapters, but it starts off with more about the anatomy and the physiology. What is colon hydrotherapy, more the historical perspectives. You can understand that the fasting, cleansing, detoxification, what that's really about. There's the chapter on anatomy and then gut ecology, talking about all the microbes that we were talking about. Then she goes into more about gut pathologies. So you Mm -hmm. can understand diagnosis and what that is relating to from her perspective of the microbe, as well as the emotional components, the gut brain psychology, which I'm figuring there's a big somatic piece from Michael in there. And now I understand natural preparation for colon high for colonoscopies and transitional nutrition and how to travel and eat smart which that's a subject we all need that's so challenging (laughs) oftentimes that's when i fast is when i'm traveling um devices and equipment and what the difference is um i know there's a difference between certification as well as licensing and that's one of the things that kathy's so prevalent with is she's a huge teacher as she mentioned she's a world-class teacher on colon hydrotherapy she teaches mm-hmm. classes both in person in Florida as well as um, virtually. So if you are already certified and you want to um, refresh, she has a refresher course that's like nine hours. And then she also has more of an entry-level class that's 200 hours online and 65 hours in person mm-hmm. to allow you to then sit for the board certification and her clinical um, tests as well to make sure that your safety practices are in alignment and that you're then can be certified as a hydrocolon therapist, colon hydrotherapist. And, you know, as she said, there's 30,000 people that left the medical community in the last two years because they are fed up and knowing what Kathy, myself, Thomas, and so many of our colleagues have known forever that 
allopathic medicine has been run by pharmaceutical companies, insurance companies, and hospital systems. They are not run from the perspective of, I want to help people and I want to help people heal. If so, we would have been talking about colon hydrotherapy, uh, vitamin C infusions, and the lymphatic system would have been the primary things we talked about over the last three years. So wake up and educate people about what this is really about, number one, and number two, that you have control and that you can overcome your obstacles. There's great therapists. If you need some emotional support to be able to get there, call us, join us. We'll find you somebody in your area potentially that can help you with that. Whatever you need to get over that hump, to get there, to clean your system out and go through this. It is so vital to the organism. And Kathy, I want to ask you another question, but anything else you want to add to that before I ask you one more question? Yes, I would just invite people to be willing to claim sovereignty over their bodies and exercise their rights to freedom and just say no. Uh, Just because you've been told you have this diagnosis, don't take that in as yours. It's somebody else's opinion. If you went to four doctors, you'd probably get four opinions. And with all due respect to them, you have the final say as you claim dominion and, and claim sovereignty over what's best for you. I suffered an injury in the ocean two years ago, and I was told I needed a total knee replacement or I'd never walk again. And I politely declined the offer to have a total knee replacement and my, my bones have healed. And I'm gonna be 70 next year. It took some time. And what else did I have? We were in lockdown. So, <laughs> so I, I couldn't go anywhere anyway. So again, all in divine order. And, and my doctor was, disrespectful at the beginning and you know threatening and very very harsh on me and I finally looked at him and I said look this is my body I would appreciate respect for my decision I'm going to do what my grandmother would have done he said oh what did your grandmother do she got off her feet she used cold and hot hydrotherapy hot packs cold packs she had massages I'm going to take a lot of collagen and whatever else I need to build my bones up and I'm going to heal my bones just like my grandmother did before they had metal pins and you know, things, sticks, metal sticks and titanium. I just spent thousands of dollars getting all this metal out of my body. Why would I let them put more back in? <laughs> and he finally came around. He said, I found a, a non-metal prosthesis for your knee replacement. I said, well, thank you so much. So be that seed planter with your medical people. You probably know more about you than they do. Oh yeah. Let's say, oh, yeah. let's say that you do know more about you. You definitely do. No doubt. Exercise that power. And I, I really was grateful for his help because I needed to see the x-ray and see what I needed to use in the way of visualization because there's so much power in that. Joe Dispenza's work, plug for Joe. Yes. Yeah. yes. So just understand that when you go to the doctor, you're there simply to gather information and then you pick up the phone, call Kathy Shea for a consultation, or you call Kelly or her husband or somebody that's on the other side of the bridge so you can get the whole picture, not just one slice that is totally driven by money. And yes, you know, we all need money. It's part of the, the trade that we work in here. But that's not my sole motivation. Honestly, with my social security and everything else, I don't need to work. What would I do all day? I don't play mahjong. I don't play tennis. I don't golf. I swim in the ocean every day. That's about it. My calling on my heart is to help you, to help people 
get the information so they can make a wise decision. I've been trained by a very high, high level coach for many, many years and I've taken that information. A good coach never gives an answer. They ask more questions and they let you find your answers. But that's not what you're gonna get from most of the doctors that are out there. Many of them are hungry to learn and coming our way. So we're extremely happy. I wanna acknowledge the Functional Medicine Institute FMI, these are the doctors coming my way. They, a lot of them have trained with Dr. Rao. I've met many of them. I also want to acknowledge the biological dentistry team because you can't simply go to any old dentist on the corner to get the mercury taken out. It's extremely dangerous to do it that way. Find a biological dentist that has the certification. They've been trained properly to do this so that they're, they're all protected, not just you, but you know, the staff as well. You have more resources at your fingertips now than ever because of the internet. And a lot of it is misinformation. So be discerning and, and check in with your gut. Check in with your gut. It will always tell you the truth. Thank and, you. Oh, my pleasure, Kathy. And just right now, I feel it's appropriate to mention by BRMI, Bioregulatory Medicine Institute.online. That's um, a nonprofit, non commercial, empirical based database of um, all this information. You want to know more about colon hydrotherapy? Go there. There's plenty of resources. It's all backed up, it's all about the German philosophy of medicine, the Swiss German philosophy of medicine. And it's really an incredible site. So you don't have to Google it and try to search through a bunch of crap. You can actually huh, find out more about the crap coming out of your body by going to brmi.online. <laughs> or kathyshayschool.com. Yes, Kathy So do, do us a favor, let them know how they can find you and we'll have all the, the, the uh, links underneath. Sure, but go ahead, kathyshay.com. Kathy Shea School. Kathy Shea School. C-A-T-H-Y-S-H-E-A school.com. Um, the, the calendar shows my coursework. There's a lot of research and, and resources there if you're interested. I also have Kathy Shea channel on YouTube. Click on videos. You'll see lots of simple things you can do in your kitchen. I'm a foodie and I love my kitchen. I'm in there every morning for at least two hours to prep for the day. Sunday, I bake my gluten-free goodies for my husband and he's good to go all week. You know, if you just make the time and enlist help from your family, it, it can be very easy, but you have to have guidelines. And that's what I've done on the Kathy Shade channel. There's also some really good little videos on that YouTube channel just to help you understand why you have so much gas, why it's not good to take laxatives, maybe what is going on with candida if you have yeast infections or athlete's foot or jock itch or sore throats or earaches that always come back. Chronic infections very often are just a, a symptom of toxic load. So there's a lot of good small stuff you can look at, you know, briefly and quickly on that. And uh, the book is on Amazon, Colon Hydrotherapy, The Shea Way. That's our trademark slow fill method. We uh, are delighted to help you either get certified or, or just learn how to help yourself and your family. Um, I do Zoom coaching. You can just call me at 561-775-9912. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I, I just want to mention that um, Kathy's reach is very broad. And I was, you know, I, I've wanted to know Kathy for years and I was put on a, a, a text chain, I guess it's called through WhatsApp at Dr. Rao 
added myself and Kathy and a bunch of other people on. And it's been a great chain. And at some point, I don't know, two months ago or something, I noticed Kathy's name was on there because she commented about something. I was like, hey, that's Kathy Shea. Hey, hey, I want to I want to meet her. And yeah. so I reached out to her individually and we talked about doing this podcast. We had a great conversation. It was so great to connect with her and really mm-hmm. know that I can't wait to hug her. And like, we're this is only the beginning, I'm sure, of our, our work together. And then last weekend I was in Atlanta at another event for my coaching program. And I was there demonstrating flow Prezo. And I had a couple of people that I had met one of their partners about eight months ago and they came, um, to try out flow Prezo. And I mentioned your name and the eyes lit up and they were like, Oh, Kathy, she please tell her. He said, hello. And you know, I mean, it's just, they were both hydrocolon therapists, but you colon hydrotherapist, but you cannot breathe the word colon hydrotherapy, to be honest with you, without knowing Kathy Shea's name. And Thanks. so I'm very honored to have you today. And I know that everybody's been enlightened as to what the reality of what colon hydrotherapy is about and a little bit more about the history, but I do ask you all to do your own research. Don't use this as your end all be all of all your resources. It's certainly not. It's hopefully raised more questions for you than it has brought up or that it has answered. That is one of my goals. And, and Kathy, I'm just going to end with this last question. So my goal, uh, since I was a little girl was to change medicine and to, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew that medicine had to change. And I knew that the way we cared for our bodies was not in alignment with what I felt somehow in my heart that was, um, so through my life's journey, through my father's chronic illness, through my chronic pain, through injuries and accidents and all sorts of stuff. Um, I was gifted to be introduced to bioregulatory medicine and when I was, I was struck by the simplicity of it all. And as I shared earlier, the physical aspects are amazing. But what I really learned <clears throat> from day one that we're vibrational beings having a physical experience, and it's really more about the heart and the vibration, the love. Yes, yes. And yes. it's about the physical body. And I want to impact 23 billion people, which is three times more than we have on the planet, because I want three generations of people Mm. understand that biological bioregulatory is the foundation of living as an organism so that we're not so dependent upon surgeries and so forth, which have their time in place. Yes. And be brilliant and life-saving. So my dream is that all 7.6 billion people have access to this podcast and listen to it. They all have access to it, that they listen to it and they hear it and it inspires them and wakes them up. And so if you had the opportunity to have a microphone right today and have every person on the world planet, listen to you, what would be the secret you want them to know? The secret I want you to know is that you are all powerful. Your body is perfect. It knows exactly what to do. And just keep repeating that over and over and over again. And reprogramming those cells to the new vibration of perfection that's already there. Wake it back up. Cleanse all the stuff that's built up against that. However you need to physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Get the help you need to clear the clutter because cleanse, gentle routine cleansing 
will awaken you to the perfection of your body. I promise you, especially if you have good coaching. And I'm here for you all the way. Wow, that was beautiful. And truly from our hearts to yours and to your butts, I've never said that at the end of the podcast, but it's very appropriate. From our hearts and your butts um, and our butts to your butt and all of it, we really do appreciate all your time, your energy, your focus today. Um, we, we know that this can raise a lot of prickly hairs and can be very uncomfortable. And, you, you know, I went from not being able to even talk about hydroclone therapy to bury my soul today. So I can guarantee you that you can change because yes. you have all this wisdom inside you, as Kathy said. And yes. I just want to really give gratitude. I love you all so incredibly much. Mm. And I just want you to experience life in this wonderful, thriving, ever regenerating, a magical system as mm-hmm. Kathy so well put that Dr. Zach Bush has told us that we are perfect mm-hmm. and there's no self-improvement that needs to be made. It's just mm-hmm. needs to be remembered. And Amen. so from our heart to yours, we remember and we yes. look forward to you remembering how much you're loved and how much we love you. And on that note, have a great day, everybody. God bless everybody. Thank you so much for listening today to this episode of The Beats. And as your host, Kelly Kennedy, truly from my heart to yours, thank you for your time and your attention today. And if this did resonate with you, please do leave some comments. We would love to hear from you. And if this further you think would resonate with somebody that you know, please do go ahead and share that and hit that notification button so you know when The Beats is available to you. We do do some live things every once in a while and watch out for some of our upcoming events. We have a node release class coming up in the local area here in Pennsylvania. Uh, Ian has a walk coming up. So you can check out some information on our website, the True Wellness Center about all the details about those upcoming events. Um, And as always, we pray that this information today was not only foundational, but raised some questions for you and helped you be empowered to take actionable, profound steps toward regeneration because your body is the only thing that heals. And that is our message here on The Beats. Thanks again for listening and for sharing. Have a great day.